Kate Holiday is here as well. And this is episode 50-something. 50 51. I didn't do the homework, but area 51. luckily she knew it. Mm-hmm. So, area, uh, area 51. Episode <laughs> 51. And um, recently, the last, what, two or three episodes, we've been kind of on a, uh, kind of on a, um, like a dark spike. Yeah. A mysterious genre, if you will. Mm-hmm. Did I use that word right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're going to continue with today. Yeah. We're going to, I guess, wrap up, unless we come up with more stuff to talk about. Yeah, I know we've got quite a few different topics within this topic, so we might have to do two parts of this one. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Um, however, the weekly lab at gmail.com is our address, and that's how you can get a hold of us. <laughs> our brains are fried from the sun. For pretty much. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, the weekly lab at gmail.com. Send us a uh, topic suggestion, reports, criticisms, hellos, anything you want to email us, uh, that's how to do it. And we broadcast on WRMI uh, out of Miami Mm -hmm. on shortwave radio. Mm -hmm. And we upload every Saturday on iTunes for this podcast. Yep. Um, Absolutely. My brain is fried because I feel like I've been doing a lot of research on this whole topic. Yeah. And uh, for those of you that haven't heard the last uh, two or three episodes, again, I didn't do the homework to see. Two, two, she says. Two, 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 two. We started with, what was it, the dark web? Mm-hmm. And we talked about the dark web, the deep web, the difference between the two, um, the mysteries, the myths mm-hmm. associated with that type of thing. Yeah, because everybody knows they exist, but maybe not the nitty-gritty of it. Right, so we gave you the nitty-gritty of it. Yeah, not from experience, though. <laughs> and then uh, we transitioned into last week, mm-hmm. into, what did we talk about last week? We kind of talked about just an expansion on the dark web, um, but more or less like what you could get into, and then uh, it was like the trends, right? Like yeah, uh, it was like the creepiest. Uh, yeah, or like the most common yeah, things you can actually find. Because I know that a lot of people think like it's all illegal drug activity, but yeah. remember I gave those stats where yeah, we had a, a lot couple of the, sub subcategories of that last episode. Yeah, but a lot of the websites that you can find on the dark web are websites you can find on the regular internet too. It's just for some reason people assume that they're only on the dark web. Hmm. You know? I learned something new. Yeah. Um, but the reason today that we're here is because we ended our episode with how um, there's all sorts of hackers and crazy people out there that mm-hmm. can literally get into your system, get into your webcam, get into pretty much anything that you own that's electronic, and they can follow you. They can find you. You're not anonymous whenever you're on the dark web as though... Uh, people think that, you know, they're protected once they log in under a Tor or Torrent, whatever Tor, it's called. yeah. Um, and so, several months ago, we talked about how you would disappear if you had to. Yeah, like if it was on you, yeah, just as is, an individual, how would you do it? Yeah, like if you made somebody mad or you got accused of something you didn't do and you had to disappear. And pretty much everybody that wrote us, we kind of poked holes in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we came up with our own... Uh, plans of how we would disappear. Which were riddled with holes. Yeah, it's very hard to do. (laughs) However, the reason we're here today is because there is one agency that to this date has pulled it off for Mm -hmm. people, and they have an absolute uh, 100% success success rate, rate. and that is the Witness Protection Program. Mm -hmm. So let's say you're poking around on the dark web, the deep web, whichever web, the internet, who knows, or you're just down at your local Walgreens, and uh, you find yourself in a situation where, you know, maybe you wanted to kick that cocaine habit, but... Just you, couldn't do it. You had a relapse. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're in court. Yeah. And the judge is like, you know what? I don't know how court stuff works, but let's just right. say they 
they're willing to work with you. Yeah, we'll cut you a deal is what yeah. they always say. You squeal and we'll take care of you. Yeah, essentially if you've ever watched one of those shows, whenever it comes to drugs, it's always like you're such a little like pawn in the grand scheme of things unless you're actually the drug lord. Right. They want you to give up your dealer. So let's like the say, main head honcho. Let's say you do that. But you're like, oh, they're, they're going to kill me. Like, oh, obviously. I'm dead. But not so fast. Mm-hmm. We have what's called the Witness Protection Program here in the United States. Mm-hmm. And, and not just us. And not just us. Other countries as well. However, I think the United States seems to be like the best at it. Yeah. Um, I think we were one of the first as well. Could have been. You know, we lead a lot of things. First ones on the moon. First ones. Um, so then the Witness Protection Program comes into play because the U.S. Marshals... Mm-hmm will make you disappear. Yeah, essentially wipe you off the face of the earth. And I thought that's pretty cool. You, after doing the research, mm-hmm. it literally, like, when we came up with our, I don't know about you, but when I came up with my disappearing lab stuff, yeah, I was just throwing it out there. Like, I didn't really think too much into it. I was mm-hmm. just like, on the spur of the moment, you have an oh crap moment, what do I do? Yep. But the actual process to be 100% successful is way more in-depth than any of us came up with for that episode. Yeah, I feel like I focus more on running than trying to maintain a new life. Oh, I don't like cardio. <laughs> so. You know, like I was yeah. trying to figure like how I would get across the country. But then it's like, why was I trying to go across the country in the first place? Yeah, sometimes staying where you're at and just hiding in plain sight works. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They're the experts, not us. Yeah. So, um, just a short spiel on what the witness protection uh, program is, is if you find yourself in that situation and they suspect that you have a high likelihood of being killed or your family being targeted Mm -hmm. after you helped them Mm -hmm. um, nab the guy they were really after, they will, they being the U.S. Marshals, Mm -hmm. they will um, take you out of your house. Yep. They will literally erase your identity. They will make you an entirely new person. They will give you a backstory. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, anything and everything that you can imagine that you need to start out and boom. As if you were reborn. As if you were reborn. As an adult. And they backdate everything too, which I thought was interesting. So yeah. it's like it all, it's like you were, like you just said, born again. Yeah. And um, with that being said, you got to think about what you're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. And I mean. Are you willing to? If you're willing to, but also like. Think about how much stuff would be just literally changed forever. Because, like, say you are a, in a certain job, and that's, like, what you wanted to do your whole life. Yeah. But now, would it really be smart to do that same job Somewhere next time else. around? Or is that something that the people that are after you would be looking for? You know oh, what I mean? Oh, I'm sure. Like, so, um, it's not just your identity that's going to change. It's going to be your entire life is literally going to yeah, change. Yeah, I was just thinking, could you imagine if we had to get put, we probably couldn't keep the dogs. Well, because I would. I would just delete my social media and Yeah, but people would associate you with the dogs. You know what I mean? Chances are people would see the dogs and be like, oh, that's the guy because he used to have those dogs. No, I would go I would, I would. would go Bin Laden on this. I would make myself like a 12-foot privacy fence that's made out of stone around my house, mm-hmm. and that would be their backyard. Okay. And then unless they have satellite images that they can look into my backyard, they would never see the dogs. So Coop and Ray are just never going to leave the house? That's their life? I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I'd probably just risk it and keep them. I don't know. You know, what they the gave me an option like, hey, we're going to save your life or you can keep your dogs. I'd be like, ah, just keep yeah, your dogs. I'll take my chances. Got to do what I got to do. Anyway, you did some research on this. I did. And uh, what did you find out? So I've got a couple subtopics like we were just mentioning from last week. Um, but just a note because we said, you know, the U.S. probably has 
like one of the first witness protection programs that mm-hmm. were created. And I found an article about what other countries have a witness protection. Obviously, not all of them. Um, but to my surprise, a lot of them were founded not that long ago. Um, I think the one in the U.S. was what, like back in the 60s 60, or something? 60s, 70s. It was like around. mafia mob time yeah. frame. Um, yeah, it looks like... Maybe like in the yeah, late 60s, early 70s. 1971. But some of these were created in the 2000s in different countries. So Canada's was founded in 1996. Canada. What are you yeah. going to run from in Canada? I mean, it's Polar ran bear? by the mounted police. So if you can outrun a horse, you okay. might be good. Yeah. Um, Hong Kong had theirs created. Um, it doesn't <laughs> have a year, but they do have one. Um, Ireland has one in 1997 was when it was made. Israel has one in 2008. But you so have to think, too, recent. how many of these countries are telling the truth, including the United States? It could have been around before the 1970s. Could have been. It, just like these other countries. And the countries not on that list, they may have it, too. They just don't make it public? It is a pretty secret uh, Could be secret topic, you know? Yep. A sensitive topic. Italy's was in 1991, according to this. New Zealand just started one in 2007. Oh, good for them. <laughs> Taiwan has one as of 2000. Switzerland has one. Um... So many countries around the world are um, doing the same thing. Yeah. The last are Thailand, Ukraine, and the United Kingdom, and then the U.S. So um, there are different countries. A lot of them, like you said, the U.S. Marshals are in charge of ours, like the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, um, the local police forces in these places. I also found that each, some, not all, but each state in the U.S. has their own laws, too depending on, like, the crime and stuff, they have mm. certain control over it. Yeah, I did see that. Um, mm-hmm. But it's nowhere at the level that the U.S. Marshals protect. No. Or offer protection. But it says California, Connecticut, Illinois, New York, and Texas, as well as D.C., have their own witness protection programs for crimes not covered mm-hmm. by the federal programs. So just a handful of states have their own little... Look how small Connecticut is, on. though. How are they going to make you disappear in Connecticut? Well, they probably won't keep you in Connecticut. You're going to move 50 miles away? Oh, <laughs> 50 miles away. Um, but you were saying that they erase and backdate a lot of your stuff, right? Yeah. So I found 12 secrets of the Witness Protection Program, which obviously is not that secretive if it's online. But True. they might be misconceptions of the Witness Protection Program. Some people were saying that um, parents have actually asked them to change their children's grades from, like, previous mm-hmm. grades. Um, like... You know, say their kids in high school now, they and they backdate stuff. They wanted them to change like their sixth grade marks or something. Oh, look at that! So some people are kind of needy when they go into the witness protection program, but that is something that they've like done for people. Essentially, they've changed that kind of things. Do you know that some people keep their name? No. So not their full name, but sometimes they allow them to keep their initials, mm-hmm. um, or they are allowed to keep their first or last name. Because they want something familiar to them so that it feels normal. Uh, yeah, so they don't stumble when they introduce themselves to yeah. someone. That oh, I'm sorry. Sketchy. It's only their first name. I was going to say. But, yeah, so sometimes they let them keep that or, like, use their middle name as their first name or something. Hmm. Um, the other one was there's they're mostly criminals, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, less than 5% of relocated witnesses are completely free of any wrongdoing. They just somehow came into the information. So. Yeah, I did see that. So most of the people that we're protecting or that the U.S. Marshals are protecting are themselves criminals themselves. Mm-hmm. And I also read that in addition to that, or in addition to that, 10% of those people will go on to commit more crimes to get themselves in trouble. Yeah, they actually have used, because um, some of them are located in prisons. 
Oh, really? In the witness protection program, and that's just how they protect them, but they actually um, are awarded different perks Ooh. in prison. They're, like, they've been known to have, like, lobster dinners, given unlimited phone calls, which it actually has been proven um, a couple times where people that were awarded unlimited phone calls, mm-hmm. they set up, like, drug rings or something using those phone calls. So, well, you know, you we're doing them. You give them an inch, f- they take a mile. They sure do. Um, they used to get great perks. So back in the uh, early... It looks like 1980s era. Uh-huh. Um, somebody who was in the witness protection program requested and got the United States to pay for his wife's breast implants, facelift, and dental work. Well, you got to change the appearance. I mean, do you though? You got to blend it. They didn't do it for everybody. It's <laughs> no. just this one guy. I feel like once that like made it to the top dog, and they re- they were like, okay, we're never doing this again. Yeah. Because um, you got to think, just since this thing created in the United States, 19,000 people and their families have been protected by the U.S. Marshals in the Witness Protection Program, and that's straight from their website. That's kind of a lot. And think about the think about the work that goes into it, because they get 24-hour protection. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? That's yeah. a lot of... I mean, think about how many U.S. Marshals are actually running around if you, um, if you think about the type of manpower that that would take. I wonder if it's one per family or one... <clears throat> excuse me, one per person. So if you got, like, four people in your family, do you get four bodyguards? You know, that's something that they're not willing to disclose at this time. Hmm. I doubt you'll get anybody to tell you. Um, some other things that people may not know is when you're first in the witness protection program, you are allotted $60,000 in the U.S. Yeah, okay, so let's... Like a starting lump sum. Starting at that lump sum, let's mm-hmm. go into how they actually make these people disappear, because that's probably what people actually want to know. They don't really care about the, you know, prison food they get and that type of thing. So oh. our problems were that we couldn't, we couldn't come up with a plan fast enough, concrete enough, solid enough, right? Mm-hmm. But these people have $60,000. Right. And a new house because the government buys them a new house. Mm-hmm. And uh, you were saying the guy's name was uh, Schur? Something like that. Yeah, so uh, Gerald Schur, who is a re- the retired founder of the witness uh, Federal Witness Protection Program. Yeah, he ran it for like 25 years. And he actually wrote an article about it and kind of debunked some of the myths as well as gave what secrets he could give. And I guess, like you said, they're not really secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, but... So somebody gets this opportunity and they have to like decide like really quick. Yeah, they it's only not give like you a, like a couple hours. Right. It's not like you go home and think about it, let us know next week or give us a call on Monday. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we're offering you this and if you want to, then give us an answer like right now. Yeah. And some people I've actually saw online where uh, there's stories about the Federal Witness Protection Program and... I'll circle back to that in a second, just how crazy and how fast it does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens is you're escorted to a safe house. Yep. So that's another problem we didn't have and nobody else that we Yeah, we don't from. have it a safe house set up. You know what I mean? Who's going to help us? So dadgummit. That's why these people are better than us. Yeah, that's why it's never going to work. Yep. So you go for to a us. safe house. Yep. And the government's not looking for you. No. At this point. So you don't really have anybody chasing you except for some mobsters. <laughs> and even Say then. So casually. You know, they... Yeah. Uh, they erase all your debt. They cancel all your credit cards, mm-hmm. your bank cards. Basically, the bank probably thinks that you died. Yep. Um, I don't know what happens to your vehicles. I imagine the bank takes it if you owed on it. I mean, it's going to be probably like you died. Yeah, your house gets repoed, all that stuff. <laughs> I don't and know. Then, uh, it doesn't matter if your credit score tanks because you're not you. That, who cares? Right? So, yep. And who cares if you ran up $15,000 on your visa? Mm-hmm. So all that gets wiped clean. You get set up with a brand new house somewhere. That they actually go out and they buy while you're in the safe house. Yeah. So now you 
are being taken care of. You have 24-7 protection, protection security yeah. while you're in the safe house. And then as they're building or buying your new house or whatever, you just kind of casually swoop right in and you get all new stuff. Mm-hmm. They furnish it. They everything. buy it for you. Everything. Yep. Um, they even come up with like a, a training for you to get a new job. And that's what I was going to say earlier. Yeah. So like if let's say you're an electrician and people are looking for this so-and-so dude that uh, smoked weed and he was an electrician mm-hmm. and you ratted him out, you probably don't want to be working, hanging around a power plant anymore or whatever yeah. electrician. You're going to be like a chef or something. Yeah. Totally unrelated. You know, so the, the government will pay for you to go to school or to take classes, however you want to do it, mm-hmm. to learn a new job, learn a new skill, yeah. and get back on your feet. Yeah, and their expectation is you're supposed to have a job and be self-sustainable by six months out. Six after. months out. So you got sixty grand to live on. That's ten grand a month. Yeah, I can I do that. Good. Especially if your house is like paid for. Right. You know what hmm. are you doing? I don't know. Um, but then they give you a backstory. So they're telling you all this stuff. They're giving you a backstory. They're telling you where you came from. Uh, they try to keep you in a location not close to where you are, but mm-hmm. similar to where you came from. Yeah, so like a city for a city, right? Or like country for a country. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like if you li- if you grew up like um, in the rolling hills of Tennessee in a small town, yeah, they might move you to a small town in Wyoming so that you fit in and you're not like wandering the streets of San Francisco with surprised faces, yeah, looking like you don't fit in, right? Because the whole thing is blending in and erasing yourself. Blending in, I tell you what. Um, but just a quick story, just how fast that decision comes. There was one on the uh, on the website here where this kid was in school and he's telling the story now, but this happened like, you know, several years ago. And there was another dude that was in a school. They were friends or whatever. Um, And his dad, his friend's dad had a really like weird job. It was like, he always came and went. So he said Mm -hmm. like, Oh, dad's not here. Oh, dad's back. And he always kept like a weird, like to go bag at the front door. Like he was up to something sketchy. basically. Weird. And one day the kids quit showing up for, uh, for school. The teachers had no idea what happened. The principals called the local police. The police wouldn't launch a missing persons report. Hmm. They wouldn't take information for it. Red flag, red right. flag. It was just like one thing after another. They went to the house. There was nobody there. They peeked through the windows, and everything is still like set up like somebody was living there with the exception of like personal stuff. Like the yeah, pictures, like pictures were gone off the walls. Weird. Um, Like coats. Like you could tell somebody left in a hurry. Mm-hmm. And then, so the story goes was um, several months later, he got, like, a postcard in the mail. And I guess postcards don't really have to have, like, a return address or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it didn't have the, the his friend's name, but it was a nickname that mm-hmm. that dude always used. Oh, and okay. he was like, hey, my family moved. Uh, don't try to contact me. It won't work. Hmm. And put his nickname on it. So Weird. that has witness protection written all over it, in my opinion. Yeah, I would say so. I don't know. But I mean, that's how fast it happened. It was like one day he's chilling with there. his buddy. The next day he didn't show up for school and the house is abandoned. Yeah, it's not like they packed up, like you said, and like moved all their stuff. Like yeah, if you no moved. U-Haul was there. I was going to say if you moved, why wouldn't you take your stuff with you? Yeah. Like to me, that's a red flag saying that they didn't just do it on their own accord. And then especially to not sign your name, but a nickname where only like your best yeah. friend would know. With instructions, don't try to contact me. It won't work. Yeah. And I did read that too, where you're not allowed to like reach out and talk to anybody that knew you in your previous life no and um one of these like unknown or little known facts is that if you get married like if you're single and you go into the witness protection program and you get married you can never tell your new spouse your real identity 
So they say it's the number one thing you're not supposed to do in relationships is lie. Yeah. But if you're in the witness protection, you can never disclose that information because if it goes sour and they try and use mm. it against you and report you to like the mob or whoever you wronged, wow. it could end terribly for you. So literally your marriage will be founded on a lie. How would you feel about that? I don't know if I could do it. Well, you got to think though, if I was lying to you about that, I'm also protecting you. Well, true. But I see what you're saying. And honestly, if the person was committed and literally never said anything, you would never know. Yep. So, I mean. Deathbed confession. And then you'd be like, my marriage was a lie. <laughs> you know, like the last 50 years. Yeah. So-and-so's here under deathbed. Deathbed yeah. confessions. We did a we, we did. did an episode on that. Yeah. But I feel like if it was, you know, true love and all that kind of stuff, you could understand why the person did it. And honestly, yeah. does a person's name really make a difference? No, not really. No. But at the same time, if you're in the witness protection, you may be putting that person in danger because whoever's looking for you enough to the point where you're in the witness protection program, it could result in them finding you and now your spouse. But with 100% uh, success rate. That's true. I don't think they're going to find you. True. I, I suppose that's one way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were talking about, just to go back to what we were saying yeah. about criminals doing criminal acts while they're in witness protection. Um, at one point, people who were under witness protection, what they did is they racked up a bunch of debt. And then they said that they thought that they were spotted by somebody who was after them. Uh-huh. So then they got erased again, and then all their debt got erased at the same time. It said at one point, 32 witnesses had collectively racked up $7.3 million in unsecured debt doing that. Okay, now see, at some point you got to draw the line. Right, so then um, leading officials started threatening disclosure of their identities to creditors if the money wasn't repaid. Ooh. So it, they put the person in charge of like repaying all the stuff. Like even if we're going to erase you again, somehow you're still going to pay that back for like Ricky Bobby over here. Right. But now you're so-and-so. Huh. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, so you always have people that try to beat the system. I know. Just even whenever the government's bending over backwards for you to protect you. To save you. Yeah. You're going to turn around and do this. Idiots. Makes me so mad. Also, did you know that you can leave the witness protection program at any time? Yes. So you're not in there for life. If you decide for whatever reason, you're like, screw it. I'm tired of this life. I'm going to go back to my whatever. You can do that at any time. But you can never come back. Yeah, They will not let you because it's, I mean, it's pointless. Yeah. They did all that for you. And then here you go and say... Thanks, but no thanks. Yeah, so that guy, sure, the founder of it, and, like, he ran it for years and years, uh, recalled some case with this guy named Daniel, um, and he decided to ignore the program's warnings and return home for a family funeral. Oh, no. So his home, when he got there, was rigged with explosives, and as soon as he turned the doorknob to go in the house, the house blew up and he died. What an idiot. Yeah. So, I mean, they're obviously doing it for your benefit, clearly, to save your life. But you can leave at any time. But Uh, it's probably not going to work out too well for you. I don't think I would leave. I mean, why commit to something so drastic just to leave? And then if it's really, if you're really involved in that much bad stuff, Mm -hmm. those people will find you. Because I feel like, I know it's like I don't have any personal experience with the mob and the mafia and all that kind of stuff or drug lords and everything. But it's like... If you cross them, I feel like they will hunt you to the ends of the earth. Oh, yeah. And if they have an opportunity, they are going to kill you. And would you want to live a life like that where, like, you can't even go out and check your mail because you're afraid that you're going to see, like, sniped. a... Yeah, like a laser no. pointer around on your chest. Like, Definitely you know, not. There ain't no way. No. Every time, like, you roll over at night and you think you hear something, is it the wind or is it somebody poking around at my window? Like No. Yeah, I, absolutely. I would if have I was, to do witness protection. Yeah. If I was committed, I would stay committed. Huh. Wow. So, no quitters. But, yeah. So that definitely, quote, blew up in his face. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I was going to say is if you're talking to somebody 
Uh-huh. And you get a weird feeling and you're thinking, mm, something's off about this guy. And yeah. for whatever reason you think, maybe they're part of witness protection because I've never seen this guy before and his story doesn't seem like, say you're at a bar and you meet somebody and you're just shooting the crap. Mm-hmm. There's certain ways to tell, obviously, if somebody's part of witness protection. Go on. Um, and here's just like the top ten easiest right. ways to find out. So, their backstory's shaky. Okay. So, um, it's if, you know, you're asked about a college that they were supposed to have attended, for example, they'll get a key detail wrong or simply don't know the correct answer. If you know more information about the topic and you're asking them and mm-hmm. you know for a fact the answer and they're like, hmm. Well, yeah, but know. then I wonder, is it witness protection or is this due to liar? Well, you got to keep asking questions. Oh, okay. And Sorry. you can find out. Sorry. Um, they just look wrong. So, like you were saying, if you're from, like, the back roads in Kentucky, don't send them to D.C. or San Francisco because right. they're going to stick out regardless if they're, like, wearing clothes that fit in. They're trying their best to fit in. But if you were born and raised in a place like that, you're never going to fit in. It's true. It's so, true. Um, for example, this specifically is talking about, um, like, take, for instance, a white person of Italian descent who are of Eastern European extraction, really don't look like their surname should be Smith or Johnson. So, mm. you know what I mean? Like, you're looking at somebody and it just doesn't make sense. You're like, that's weird. You Surely know? they wouldn't pick that name. I mean, people could change their last name <laughs> legally, so still, you yeah, might not be sure. That's true. Um, They're talking about, like, accents. Mm-hmm. So, people who cannot speak other languages... um or often can't recognize accents or dialects within those other languages. So a Spanish speaker from a Mexican-American background would easily um, be identifiable to Spanish speakers from Puerto Rico or other places like that. But if they're playing off as something else, but they have a dialect, you know, like you've been into learning a lot of different languages and somebody's claiming to be something, but they are speaking somewhat of a dialect from a different part of the country. You're like, "Mm." you'd be like, hold, hold the phone here. Yeah. Or even in America, like if you were to move from like the northeastern and they put you down south. Yep, that's like, true. Do you know how hard it would be to pick up slang from those other areas? Yeah. Um, and then they're just talking about pronunciation of words. Yeah. You know, like this a, a prime example is like saying the word Nevada. Nevada. Like some people say Nevada. Yeah, like, that's what I was just gonna say. What if some some girl from Minnesota comes <laughs> and. Nobody's you know? ever going to understand her. Yeah, and she's like, no, I grew up in Alabama. I've, oh, I've lived there my whole life. And it's like, oh, okay, like, she's red flag definitely for something's sure. going on with her. Yeah. Um, if they have kids, they can't get things right. So kids say whatever they want. You know what I mean? Ooh, kids say the darnest things. How would you keep, you would just have to keep that as a secret I'd from your kids. i just keep little Billy home. I don't know what I would like, do. You're never allowed outside because you're going to spoil this crazy. Yeah, I might put him like in a special housing or something. Special needs? Special housing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what you would do because, you, like, how could you never take your kids out in public? But, I, I mean, if the kid was old enough to know what was going on, yeah. but not old enough to have, like, censorship, man, you would be so screwed. Um, job knowledge is weak. So, like you said, they get tra- trained in a new job and they have this position, but they don't know it inside and out. Yeah. Might be a red flag. Mannerisms. Mannerisms. They were talking about people from cities, how they talk faster than people from the country. Sometimes, and yeah. And it's just like, that's just how they are. And that's what I'm saying. If you were born in a place and you stayed in a place for so long. You would know. That would be ingrained in you hardcore. Um, and then the last one is they're unnecessarily cautious and suspicious. I've been around people like that, too. Just like a nervous Nelly yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is funny though, because like even if it's not witness protection, you can you can pick up on those people that, um, and not always, but like there are people that are doing something undercover or under different motives than what they m- want you to think. Mm-hmm. But if they're not good at it, yeah, you can tell. So. Yeah, yeah, because like, do you ever go on planes and you can tell who's a marshal? 
Um, not no, always. Not always. Sometimes. Or like Secret Service. No, but what I did have, uh, Secret Service, yeah, you can spot those out of the crowd. Um, whenever I was uh, deployed, there was one dude who came over claiming to be a mechanic, and it was clear that he was like on the Internal Bureau of Affairs like investigation stuff. Like he was there looking for something, and he knew almost nothing about engines. <laughs> he claimed that he had been... Um, in the service for only like six years or something yet mm-hmm. he looked like he was like 40 something years old yeah you're like okay did you get an age waiver i was like i think you put your backstory together on your flight over here bro nice yeah. try but yeah. i know what you're up he just to. has a like wrench and he's just like banging it on something he's yeah like, you know it's just it was totally weird but yeah. anyway um i kind of like this whole subject so maybe we'll dive into something next week and dissect it as well maybe we could do like if we were to go into the witness protection what our ideal situation would be like what would your name be where would you live oh i don't want to like give that away because if it ever happens they'll know what are you into? I don't know. Can't uh-huh. tell you. I'm, right. I'm protecting well, you. Hypothetically speaking, there maybe we'll go. put some scenarios up together that aren't technically the one we want, but yeah, maybe. Definitely. We'll see. All right. So join us next week on The Lab. That's right. And don't forget to send us an email with your comments, suggestions, all that kind of stuff to theweeklylab at gmail.com. Also, uh, download the show on iTunes. It's available every Saturday. 